Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome to show number 56 of the Jimmy Palumbo Show. That's right. I'm your host, Jimmy Palumbo, here getting involved as the host of the Jimmy Palumbo Show, getting my name out there as much as I can in the first 35 seconds of the show. This is a very special show for many, many reasons. Number one, it's show number 56. Now, if you thought show number 44 was important to me, show number 56 uh, is the Lawrence Taylor show. Now, I couldn't say I was going to do a whole thing on Tanyan Sturts and maybe Jim Bouton, but this is 56. This is Lawrence Taylor. And of course, I got Chris Gucci behind the glass and also behind the glass deep in the bowels of the studio here is Dave Sturgio. And this is also a big show because we're going to talk a lot about my comedy show uh, this past weekend. But let's just get to show 56, Lawrence Taylor. Now, I'm one of those classic guys. I'm sure there's old men, Mickey Mantle guys, or uh, any of the great quarterbacks. If you're a Cowboy fan years ago, Roger Staubach. There's, there's certain players divided by how old you are. Now, again, when Lawrence Taylor entered the league, I was 16 with season tickets since 79 through my uncle, Dennis. And Lawrence Taylor came. And this is before all the obnoxious draft talk. It was whether or not the Giants were going to take George Rogers or Lawrence Taylor. And most Giants fans, I will tell you, we're, we didn't have a, we hadn't had a running back uh, since like 1962. And uh, just the days of Tony Dorsett on the Cowboys and George Rogers was really good. But the Giants, uh, the Saints took Rogers and the Giants got Lawrence Taylor. Now, I, I've gotten arguments with this. I don't think people realize even today how dominant Lawrence Taylor was. I, I hate the phrase I hate most with Lawrence Taylor is this. He was the best defensive player in the NFL. That actually is a cheap shot at Lawrence Taylor because I believe he's the best NFL player ever. Period. The end. And here's why. Tom Brady's great. Won Super Bowls, but all he hands off, throws passes. That's been going on since, you know, 1960. All your Joe Montana with his little dump and run stuff, blah, blah, blah. You got coaches that instilled plays, West Coast offense. That was done by coaches and nine players in Montana. But one guy came into the league, Lawrence Taylor, and suddenly the fullback job for 80 years was to pick up the blitz. Well, that went away. And then it wasn't until even the playoffs of that year where Walsh, the Niners, realized, oh, we actually have to put like uh, 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 our all-pro our all uh, offensive lineman on him alone. And then a years later, they went to double tight end sets. Or, so that, to me, is changing the game. Plus, he was dominant. And if you, if you go online, you will see plays. He was a dominant NFL player at the core. Yes. Chris, what do, you, he was, what do you think? He was all those things. I disagree wholeheartedly that he was the greatest football player ever, but I do agree that, you know, he's in the conversation. And I think that's really all you could do in that in that case, because I'm one of those guys where, you know, everybody's got their own barometer, yeah, their own you, criteria. I'll tell you what, the a guy, put it this way you have to prepare so just it, as much for I, Taylor I, I, as you do Aaron Rodgers. Same amount of time. I, like I the guys that work that. until I, five in the morning. I understand that. Change um, the game. Rodgers didn't change the game. Well, just to be clear, when you say that he changed the game, I do think that he changed the game in a sense of he was like a hybrid position. He he was the first hybrid position, but he was not the first guy in the NFL to get double teamed. He wasn't the first guy in the NFL where the the fullback had to pick up the blitz on. And the fullback's job is still largely to pick up the blitz. 
they're yeah, whatever but, fullbacks but, are actually left in the NFL. But in now, and I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying he changed the game in a, in a, in another way, in my opinion, right. and that's um, now, the fact that he's like a hybrid. You line them up in a bunch of different listen, spots, and you had I the was game. Th- I was I was 15 years old, <laughs> 16 years old. This guy, I remember the first game, September 6, 1981, and. Even though he didn't really do that much, I think he had a sack or two, maybe. He didn't do that much in the game, really. But he did one play that we saw in our shitty seats in the upper deck. There was a there was a run to the opposite side of the field. Okay. And LT played the game like a nine-year-old boy. He was like, he he didn't know what to do with himself. And they ran to the opposite side. And of course, the Giants had Brad Van Pelt, Harry Carter, good players over there. And from the upper deck, you can see a play. And all of a sudden, it was clear that like Van Pelt and Carson were going to tackle this guy on the other end. All of a sudden, from the upper deck, you saw this number 56 just come sliding into the play, like almost a late hit. But like, and from the upper deck, you were like, whoa. And then a couple of plays, I think, um, what's his name was the quarterback on the Eagles? Um, Cunningham? Oh uh, no. No. Ron Jaworski. Uh, there was a couple of plays where LT missed Jaworski by running by him on the outside. And you could see Jaworski's face was like, whoa, a freight train just went by me. <laughs> what was that all about? Like, he didn't hit me that time. But he, another great stat on LT. First of all, he had 132 sacks. That's a lot. And nine of them didn't count because L, there's another thing. This is so great. LT was part of the NFL keeping sacks as a stat. Think about that for a second. A linebacker, they had to say, hey, we should keep that stat when the quarterback can't breathe after a play. Also, the Giants gave up 425 points in 1980. And in 1981, they only gave up 257. That That's like a, a, a barometer even of one player can do. So this is my LT show. Now, off the field, I think LT was a model citizen. <laughs> LT was just... I mean, I love him to death, and everybody still loves him. And most of the stuff he did was not to harm others. He just he gets. I I don't think there's been a year since 1993 that LT has not been arrested. And there's always weird things: little prostitution, little cocaine here and there. Then it's like tax evasion, or he didn't show up at a at a, an event where they paid him ten grand. Like this, didn't he hold somebody hostage too, or something like that? Wasn't well, there that a was the, that was the prostitution thing, which ended up being. Uh, he got exonerated of that. Like, no, I'm talking about memorabilia. You're talking about O.J. Simpson. Oh, yeah, wrong guy. And LT didn't kill anybody. He didn't kill anybody. He didn't murder anybody yet. But, uh, uh, you know, so, but he was, that's another thing. He was so great that he's been arrested like 45 times and people go, nah, it's okay. It's just LT. It's just LT. So anyway, <laughs> uh, I'm a huge fan of LT. And now I got to ask you, who do you got for 56? Chris? See, this is a tough situation for me because – Right now, the only way that you could follow up 56 is with another linebacker, but it's hard to really follow up. There's a couple of good ones. There's a couple of good ones, but if I if I want to show you something, I know the the listeners won't be able to see this, but I'm going to show Jimmy what's going on here with my phone that now looks like a slinky. Okay, so, so your phone broke, but I say because it's so as I'm Taylor, looking, I had a hard time looking things up. As you could see, I have no phone, but I did look up some linebackers, and it's we got Pat Swilling, who I think was a great uh, linebacker for the Saints, but nothing like LT. Um, then you got um, Keith Brooking. Love Keith Brooking. Love Keith Brooking. He was a good player, but again, nothing like LT. Um, Nick Barnett is the Packer. That Here we go. Did. Ready? Ready? Hardy Har Har Nickerson. Yeah, I was going to say Hardy Nickerson. <laughs> a bunch of linebackers that were solid. I think LT made the number 56. 
um, something yeah. that linebackers aspired to wear, and no one's been able to live up to what LT did, no. even though True. he is somewhat Great. of a criminal. Yes. <laughs> we'll call it criminal. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's okay. White. Maybe someday there'll be a huge scandal on Tom Brady. I'll be like, aha, I knew it. I knew it. But he'll probably get, you know, Tom Brady will get accused of like selling some illegal, like, supplement well, that tom like, brady's in the uh, illuminati gives people so a I heart think, attack or something like once you enter the illuminati you become untouchable in yes. the media yes so and tom brady played during the days of the media he would not have lasted till 1983 could you imagine well, lt's it. uh twitter feed <laughs> now um yeah it would be crazy right so <laughs> let's get to the show now i did something this week that you're gonna get mad at me for chris um I was able last week to weigh in on your live show. Uh, I was 201 last week, and then I was 199.6 before my comedy show. But I elected today to, to I decided that I deserve a week of not weighing in. A week? And a week today. I'm a not, week. I didn't you know what this in. is, right? You know what this is? He deserves okay. a week of not weighing in. That's well, probably the softest shit that I've ever heard in my entire okay. life. <laughs> Listen, that's the start. No, no, right? No. It's because right now he's like 207. Right? And he ate okay. his ass off and got hammered both nights of his show, okay. which is rightfully so. You earned it, bud. But I think Listen, you should be facing the people right now and letting I, everyone know just what you've done. I admit uh, I was I am definitely like Bone Crusher Smith in between fights right now. I admit that. Like a young Mustafa Ham show. And I will uh, – I, I, at the weigh-in, I did my job and I – you know. And we, but of course, this uh, Jimmy, this you had non- Oreo cookies after as soon as the yeah. show was over. I saw you slugging on, Oreos. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get to that, but we must admit that this non weigh in is sponsored by Absolute <laughs> Highwear from Woodbridge, New Jersey. Who is love it? I had to check with Johnine and said, Johnine, I'm gonna spon- you're gonna sponsor a segment where I don't weigh in. She said, No problem. So please go check out Absolute Eyewear over in Woodbridge, New Jersey, right on Main Street there. They got all kinds of glasses for your needs. Uh, I will do a full Bob Shepard next week on my show, but Absolute Eyewear in Woodbridge. Um, please go check them out and get your glasses. And Chris, she's going to be calling you because I was in there to pick up uh, glasses on again, Friday. Again, Jimmy. And I said that um, Chris <laughs> is me a day or two. I said it's affecting me and Dave because Chris – he doesn't realize, but he can't see anything. And last I checked, it's pretty important that you be able to see if you're going to run a network. I'm not sure about Dave. Confer on that. If you can't see anything, makes mm. it tough to Dave read. Dave also can't straight. see. I, uh, I wear glasses, you. though. Yeah, see? Bro, I've, okay, I've, so I've anyway, you every day. I've seen you wear glasses three times. So I, I will not. Yesterday. But I will. Okay. I will tell you this, though. I didn't weigh in today. Okay. That was the third but time. I, I did okay. weigh in yesterday. It was like two hundred five point six. Yeah, holy shit! So the people need to hear it. How does one put on five pounds? But you know what? But time out. It's not fair because I did my thing. Listen, the minute I did your show, I'm walking out of your studio and there's Oreo cookies. Okay, so uh, and they were the the shitty ones, the ones that are like vanilla cream, not the regular ones, the white ones. I'm like, God, they're even politically correct on Oreos. Funniest joke of the year right there. <laughs> so then I had I had some Oreos, and you guys immediately were like, oh, there you go. You just weighed in. Now you're having Oreos. And I'm like, yes, I am. Then I go to my sister's house because it's embarrassing. I needed to pick out which shirt I was going to wear on stage. They had a wardrobe session. Of course, my sister got me this huge tuna fish sub. That got sucked down. And then I said to myself, all right, 
I don't want to eat anything more. I'm nervous about the show. Of course, um, I was going to bring bourbon, but I decided to drink Miller Lights. And they were mm. <laughs> me and Dave were backstage. We were sucking those things down <laughs> like they were going yes, out of style. So I was like, all right, but I didn't want to get drunk on stage. I'm never drunk on stage. But you also ordered food. And then I ordered food on Lent. <laughs> So there I am eating tuna fish during the day, but I had three bites of my delicious chicken quesadilla. Realized I just offended God, and I'm about to offend 200 people in the audience. He forgives. He forgives. So then I ended up. uh, I I did the show, which we'll get to in a second, and then I didn't get home till 3:30 in the morning. I was out with all my high school friends. I ended up at a McDonald's in Perth Amboy, and anytime you're at a McDonald's in Perth Amboy, three o'clock in the morning. You're not living right. I'm not doing the Andy Edelman diet by doing that, okay? And I still I still stuck with it. I got two filet fishes a huge chocolate shake. What a mess. I, I had two large fries. I sat in the car. I stained my shirt. A mess. Now, oh, so, man. so that's Wait, that. Did that's, you, did we, we talk about something. You ordered filet of fish at two yeah, of them? At two of them. Three in the Delicious. morning, bro? What? Delicious. Someone Saturday, say Saturday, that is uh, stoner okay. type material, right? You got it. Well, first of <laughs> What's all, going and then on, you realize Jim? I was just a couple of miles away from the Rio Diner, which is just up the street from Absolute Eyewear. <laughs> I next thing you know, I'm getting a Taylor ham, egg and cheese. I got, I got a bowl of gravy on the side. I had my newspaper. Uh, somebody walked by and said, "Hey, I saw you last night. You were good." And I was looking at him like. Um, you know what? I, I don't want any. I, I'm not a professional right now. <laughs> I, I want to eat this Taylor ham. And let me tell you how bad this is. I was ready to order another Taylor ham, egg and cheese. I wasn't done reading the paper. I was like, I can't order two. <laughs> After that, I did the show, and then you got coffee. I drank. Just have a cup I drank. Of I, I lost my voice, so I drank bourbon uh, before the show and on stage. And then at night, my sister was kind enough to drop me off, gather up the camera, all this different crap. What is there's a McDonald's right by the hotel. So we dropped the stuff off and she's like, are you hungry? And I'm like, uh, yeah, I just had about four bourbons. <laughs> Next thing you know, quarter pounder with cheese, two cheeseburgers, fries, chocolate shake, mamu. And then, uh, are you, are, you, you, you were talking about, we're talking about McDonald's dude. We're talking about Lawrence just, Taylor before being a criminal. Are you going to the electric chair? <laughs> I was just, this this, and then on Sunday I had two slices of pizza me, but at, since three o'clock on Sunday, I decided, all right, I'm back. Went back to eating my bars and everything. So, so this morning, my weight might not be so bad, but I didn't weigh in because uh, the main reason why I didn't weigh in, to be honest, is I forgot to. I don't feel like getting dressed on camera right now, running in and weighing myself. <laughs> Although knowing you, you'll make me do that. Um, but yes, I'm sure I'm 204, 203. So, Mamu, but I'll be back next by next Monday. I'll be Mamu. back. So I want to talk about the show. Now, um, first of all, Shout out to Dave. He was there. He did a little night, a very nice uh, uh, announcement to the crowd. A shout out to uh, uh, Bobby Gonzo and Kevin Israel, the two comics that came on before me. They had great sets. They're nice guys. They got laughs. It was great. I was a nervous wreck uh, doing the sound check. I know Dave was across stuffing himself with pizza, you fat bastard. And I needed him <laughs> Yo, to help with the camera. So funny. And it I get so a text funny. I get a from text. Dave. <laughs> I get a text from Dave saying, hey, Jimmy, I'm over here having pizza. Like, what's up? And I'm like, what's up? I text that. I wasn't mad at him for doing that because he really didn't no, no, no. And I quote, but I was fuck, get here. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, fuck, get here. Because I was doing the, the guy in the booth was like, hey, what's going on with that camera? And I'm like, oh, my boy, Dave's going to be here in a little bit. But just as I said that, the text said, hey, I'm having pizza next door. I was like, I, can't. I literally 
I wanted to like Star Trek beam you into the stage. I was like, that's like, I think Dave, you have to just stop what you're eating and come here right now. The camera is just, so we set that up, which was cool. And uh, so uh, I was nervous though. The place was rocking, man. They set all kinds of records at the bar curtains. Um, it was like the place was packed. The first couple comedians did well. I'm like back going backstage. Uh, I made one error though. I set my phone watch, my phone watch, my iPhone watch thing to 45 minutes because it was important to me that I stayed on stage for 45 minutes because that's kind of what a headliner has to do. And what happened was in the middle of my set, I got kind of lost. I was like, wait a minute, Jimmy, is this 20 minutes? Is this, where, where are you right now? I don't know. And I, I had a closing bit that I knew I wanted to do. So I threw in this bit just like when, you know, when Boone or Tory throws in a reliever that coming from a ball, I'm going to bring him up early here. He throws 98 and the bit was, I still think it's funny, but it was a little inappropriate and it didn't fit in my persona on stage. But I, as soon as I started it, my phone started to vibrate. I was like, damn it. I didn't have to do this. So I, I you know, I, I got out of the bit as fast as I could, but then I rushed. So I screwed that up. But for the most part, I got some good laughs for sure. Uh, uh, Friday night, and it felt pretty good to actually headline and do 45 minutes. Now, Dave, you were there, so, I mean, you, you could lie to me and say it sucked. I don't care. But you were right to the side there. I saw you sitting on the on the little uh, windowsill there, uh, and I heard your, because you have a loud laugh, uh, <laughs> I did hear your booming laugh from the side on a, a number of occasions. So, what did you think of the show? Yeah, it's awful. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, no, it was really funny, man. I, I actually, I got a, more of a kick out of the fact that I, like, I always laugh at all your shit. You know what I mean? It's like, that's an, I'm an easy target. So like when you're in the, when we were in the green room and you're bouncing the ideas off me and you know, like jokes and we're having a ball, we're laughing so hard. Uh, but it was good to hear the rest of the crowd. Like really, really like there was a couple jokes that hit and they were like, you know, they all hit, but like there was a couple that like belly laughing. You know what I mean? Like the, the, that oh, crowd was really into pop. it. Yeah, they really did well. Um, I think a lot of the local stuff was really funny because a lot of people could relate. Uh, the Colonia people, right. you know, you were yeah, going over the, the geography of, of the town, basically. And, and, right. and that was really good. Uh, but, yeah, no, I, I had a great time. Um, and I, I was laughing. I know all there time. was some there was some sports references that I threw out. That I, knew I know. Like and, and, and you said that. I knew, I'm like. I was like, Dave's laughing at this, but no one else knows anything. But I think the funnier part was the funnier part was about those jokes is that you said there's only four people that will laugh at that joke. And like you announced and acknowledged the fact that I was one of the schmucks along with the guys in the front row who were dying about everything. I don't know who they were, right, but they were all they Larry, were dying. Larry Pacifico, my cousin John, and my yes, buddy Bobby. Yes. Those guys were I dying the entire time. But I was throwing out references that like just no one, you know, but I love doing that because it's 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 uh, it's funny to do it, especially what's his name? Who's the guy, the smart comic who ended up doing Monday Night Football? Um, Dennis Miller. Dennis Miller. Dennis Miller does like uh, higher end references that you don't get. But I do like lower end. Like, I was like, you know, like if I to me, Tanyan Sturts will always be funny. No one knows who that is. I, yeah, exactly. He's a middle reliever from the '90s that nobody cares about, and it's so it's not highbrow. It's actually lowbrow unknowns, which is why I do a show called "You Know What Happened did to That have, Guy." Do they have Tanning Sturts on? I don't know. Oh, who the Mets? Oh, that was Glendon Rush. No, it was Glendon Rush. It was another another so, similar lost another lost soul. <laughs> 
So it was, uh, it was, it was a good night, and I got to see tons of people. You know, it was crazy. Was after the show, there were some people. I graduated in 1983. Okay, that's 39 years ago. <laughs> there was people in the bar afterwards that I haven't seen since 1983, and they were people that I didn't see really while I was in 1983. And they come up to me now. Everybody thinks they look the same. Well, let me tell you something especially some of the women. There's some people I feel like going, they were like, Jimmy, it's so good to see you. And I gave him this look. And my so is, heart this the part of the, is this the part of the um, podcast that you're, you were, you got lost and you were about to say something. Maybe you shouldn't. You get what I'm saying here? I'm like, I can't like, say there's gonna something. Be a, is there going to be like a listener that's going to be like, is he talking no, no, no. about me right now? <laughs> no, 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 no. Listen, because you know why? Shit. A lot of people were doing the same thing about get back and forth people were coming up to me who's that guy in the blue shirt who's that guy in the red shirt i'm like you don't remember him meanwhile but like it's me most, it's jimmy <laughs> most of the people i as i was talking to them it kicked in but then i had to go move on to someone else because a bunch of people wanted to say hello but it was so funny and you, then you, i'm online he didn't even, jimmy you didn't even make it into the bar gotta, for like i gotta be 30 minutes that's like probably my worst nightmare is to have to have several stop and chats with a bunch oh of dude no it was it was brutal years. like first of all i felt like head of security when we were walking from the green room into the hallway he was stopping at every single person i went to the end of the bar i kind of slid it through and i was like all right jimmy will meet me over here in a couple minutes i sat there for an hour and i literally when i was saying <laughs> goodbye to jimmy i was like hey man i'm gonna get out he goes i thought you left an hour ago it's <laughs> like oh i, I didn't nice. know where he was i was like so there was some plus i had my mother there and i had to take care of my sister and um, I had to take thank to people that got me the gig and so on and so forth. <laughs> but <clears throat> I ended up, this is how you know, I ended up closing the bar and then someone came up with a brilliant idea. Let's go back to the Colonia VFW where a lot of local guys hang out. Now I should have said, no, that's okay. My hotel's right here. But no, I decided to say, Hey, hey the loop, Jimmy? Mayor, we ended up all the way. We should, I should have stayed at the loop. I, we ended up <laughs> at the, uh, Colonia VFW, which is a nice little bar. They do a lot of charity work. But like, what was I doing in that bar at 2 a.m.? Like, talk about talk about someone. We will go to the eighth, 117 pitchers scattering 16 Jimmy, hits. Jimmy and dropping runs. an extra $60 on an Uber just so he could continue <laughs> oh his my night. No, I, my buddy Roger drove because he stopped drinking. I had no okay. cash on me, cash only bar. So I'm like, I'm ordering drinks like I'm in someone's basement. I didn't even pay. I said, Roger, you got to pay this guy. So not only did my friends pay forty dollars to see me, they got beat into for the bar tab. But uh, by the time I got home after McDonald's, then I, I got home. I was wired up a little bit. I downloaded the videos. I wanted, wanted to check that out, and then I just slept through. I even blew off my cousin John. <laughs> he texted me like, "Oh, you want to get breakfast?" Like at ten o'clock, I was like, "I sounded like no, I can't. My voice is shot." You know, so I ended up at the Rio by myself, eating like a pig. And uh, then I went to the show uh, Saturday and Saturday show was about, uh, about 115 people. And uh, I, you know what? I think I did better Saturday night, a little more relaxed. I fixed some of my mistakes. I set my watch to 40 minutes and um, I did another great show. And then we closed that bar, uh, but it didn't go as late. I was home. I was in bed by say 1 AM by the time I got in. Of course I poured myself a bourbon once I got back to the room. <laughs> I realized like, what am I doing? But it was a great weekend. Um, big shout out to my sister. She helped me lug stuff around. And the one of the producers of the show, this comedy booker, she couldn't have been nicer. Um, 
she said things to me. Now, listen, I, everybody lies to you after shows, just kind of how they lied about how good it was. Um, and I'm aware of that. I've been in the league a while. You know, uh, it's you know what it's like. It's like Aaron Rodgers, uh, the first game this year. No, it wasn't that bad, Aaron. No, it, it stunk. So you know, you you get you get lied to. I listened to this stuff, but this woman came up to me. She was like, "Jimmy, I think you're wonderful. I want to put you on tour. I'm gonna start booking you gigs." She called me today. Was possibly setting some up where I'm gonna be either be in the middle or co-headlining with uh, Bobby Collins, uh, <laughs> who's a major comedian. And I'm like. I, Dude, I'm not co-headlining with Bobby Collins. What are you nuts? He's been doing stand-up for 55 years. So um, like I'm hopefully sure I might be doing... joke's going to work in, uh, <laughs> yeah, in Pennsylvania. Yeah, I don't think so either. <laughs> but some of my jokes would work, but I just have to, you know, trim the fat, as they say. Um, <laughs> you know, it's like the salary cap. Some jokes are going to have to get let go. But uh, so that, that was good news. We'll see if I get more gigs. So it was a good time, had by all. And, um, you know, what can I tell you? It was a It was a... It was a good time. I wasn't as nervous. I nailed it the second time. And uh, my mother had a good time. And I saw some people, my boy Deej from Beer League, the third baseman. Uh, Alphonse was there with his wife. I haven't seen his wife in six years. And uh, so I was BSing with them. So it was, I met some friends. Uh, I also met some friends, you know, uh, how can I word it? That, uh, hey, Jimmy, give me a call. I'm like, ah, bunch of wily old veterans trying to sign on with the Devil Rays for the last year. You know, <laughs> I, I always end up, sometimes I meet girls at this point where like, you know, they're like eight hits away from 3,000. Like, ah, we'll sign you for a year. <laughs> we'll cut you in August. Have a nice day. Ceremony. That's a couple of quality at bats. <laughs> a couple of quality at bats. You know, he breaks the record and then we get rid of him. Um, but and they know that they, the best part about that is they know they're not going to make the lineup every day. No, so no like, and they're not going to make the playoffs either. It's just, you know, the compiler. It's ever call I, up. I, I lead the league the in compiler. compiler. I, I've always been a compiler. I always, I even, but by the way, Dave, did you hear that? The, the, the baseball card bit I did totally, yeah. totally, totally bombed, but I, I do know. like my cousin John was crying. I, I do a bit about if they had baseball cards for your sexual exploits. Like, so you look at the guy's car and you look on the back, like, yeah, did he bat two sixty five with chicks? Like how many homers a year? RBIs, good glove. <laughs> the good glove thing. I, that yeah. one got me. But it was like totally, di- it's a bit that's not developed yet. <laughs> and I knew, but I didn't care. I was like, you know what? I think that's funny. Uh, you know, you get the bubble gum and you see how well you did, you know, like the chicks, <laughs> the chicks, chicks would be trading, <laughs> chicks would be trading bubble gum cards. You know? It's like, Got them, got them, need them, need them. <laughs> Again, material for six people of which are not, they don't listen to my show. So, um, <laughs> but that's okay. But now on Saturday night, something, something really funny happened. I think um, a drunk girl, there was a girl in front wearing black blonde, kind of hot, but you know, I couldn't see with the lighting. I wasn't sure if I knew her. She was kind of chirping stuff out. And then she got up to go to the bathroom. And Dave, you know where you were sitting to the right over there? Yeah. She got up, walked across the stage, and went to the right. And you can't, that, that, there's nowhere to go there. That's not where the restrooms are. So she ended up banging on the door. And I, so I had to stop the show. And I'm like, are you guys done over there? And then they walked across. And then the, the, the boyfriend kind of walked ahead of her. But he was kind of like lowering his shoulders, trying to be... But she walked across like she owned the place. And of course, I was like, oh, you, I told the guy, you can go past, but I can talk to you. But she was a little bit rude. Then they, they, you know, they came back in and they were like loud and all that. But right before that, 
an old guy, probably 70, 70, maybe at least 70 years old, at least. He walked by, but he looked like an older guy, had to go to the bathroom. And what am I going to do? Bust this guy's balls? Like, And as he's going away, and I'm like, I think I know that guy. That's a friend of my father's. So when he left, right after that, the drunk girl and her boyfriend, and they came in. And of course, I was doing ripping on them a little bit because I didn't care. And I knew I had friends sitting near them. And if it got out of control, the boyfriend, they, they would have been eliminated from the place. I had, I had my guys in place. <laughs> you know what I mean? So with that, the old man comes walking through. And I already did one of my uh, Depends diaper jokes at that point. And when I saw him, it was the guy. And my dad loved this guy. And so he's walking by. And I'm like, see this guy right here? And everybody thought I was going to rip on him. I was like, I don't care if this guy shit right on the floor right here. <laughs> Nobody bother him. He's my dad's friend. He can do whatever he wants. Everybody <laughs> kind of cheered. I'm saying, I was like, Richie, how you doing, buddy? He gave me a wave. He goes, sorry, I had to go. And he went back in and sat down. It was, like, it was such a cool moment because it felt like my dad was watching from the skies, as they say. But I handled even the handle that little, uh, you, you know, momentary blip with uh, drunk people. And I don't deal with that very often, but I got to start learning how to do that because otherwise it can kill a show, you know. But uh, it was a good time, had by all. And um, so that's it. So uh, now a word from our sponsor. You know, myself and Gooch are both getting a little older. One of the first things to go is your vision. Thank goodness for our hookup over at Absolute Eyewear in Woodbridge, New Jersey, right on Main Street next to the train station. They have glasses for all ages, all budgets. They have safety glasses, sports glasses. They are a full-service powerhouse offering eye exams and even free lenses for the kids. They work with BCBS, AAA, AARP, giving massive discounts. They're open five days a week, closed on Wednesdays and Sundays. Call 732-326-3937 to get your first pair of Ray-Ban, Burberry, Coach, Polo, you name it. They got it. Go see Craig and Johnine right now. All right, we are back here, Jimmy Palumbo Show. Uh, it's great to talk about my wonderful weekend. Uh, I made some money. The crowd had a good time. My friends were there. Uh, it was a good time, mad by all. So that is that. But um, the big thing this week, let's face it, Yankee baseball starts on Thursday. I actually can't wait. Um, of course, um, I don't know if anybody saw the bomb Giancarlo hit uh, between <laughs> The, the other night where it landed on the highway. Um, I just love Giancarlo Stanton. I think oh, he's gonna can we a- talk about something? I have a bone to pick with Jimmy, which I oh, mentioned today on The Daily Show. Now, <laughs> yesterday we're doing our fantasy baseball draft which, at the studio. Top five, top ten creepiest things, five men. I, I, I agree. On, you know, oh, come on. That is, that's like a national uh, pastime. There was, like no, there, was no, there was no beers. There was no – everybody staring at their computer. It was horrible. It Why was fairly creepy, this? and I will admit that um, it got a little more creepy when this old guy walked in with a <laughs> with a satchel over his back, and it was Jimmy walking in with the camera. So it was nice of Jimmy to stop by the studio and you know let some of the shine wear off on the rest of us because he's a big star now with his big show this I'm weekend, and I'm star. happy for you, yes. Jim. But- I'm a huge star, and and my favorite girl ever now is Dina. And why is Dina my favorite? Well, because she drafted Giancarlo Stanton. There you go. Jimmy did walk in the studio mid-draft, and he's like, who drafted Giancarlo? And that was about 20 seconds after I had put Giancarlo Stanton in my draft queue. And I'm like, I'm looking around. I'm like, if this, if somebody else drafts Giancarlo now, I'm going to be like me and Jimmy are 
We're gonna have a um, I'm gonna have challenge him. Okay, to but a duel. first of all, Dave, wait a minute, honey, duel. But Dave said to me it was like the fifth round already. So right away, I'm like, what an ignorant bunch of fantasy players. John Carlo <laughs> should have went. Dave, if you had any balls, you should have said, I'm going with John Carlos Stanton. I don't care. I didn't have a chance. I want to see him hit bombs. See, here's the here's the reality of this though, and anybody that uh, without getting too in depth, it's like you don't no, draft it, guys ahead of where they should go. You try yes, you and get do. them as late as possible. Yes, you That's do. Because that. it's fantasy. It's called fantasy baseball. It's fantasy, right? So the fantasy is every time John Carlo gets up, you get to watch him hit bombs and then talk shit to your friends. Nobody cares that some guy went. Do you care if some guy goes three for four with like three singles but RBIs? Oh, my fantasy was. Yeah, but the reality like, is the reality is the guys that you're matter. picking ahead of Giancarlo are also hitting bombs. You get what I'm saying? No, no, no. That they don't they don't miss a month and a nobody, half of the season. Nobody in the league hits home runs as far as John Carlos. <laughs> they're ripped, they're bombs, bro. Bombs. Orbit. I, I'm anyway, not gonna disagree. That's why I don't do that because I would do lousy in that league. Because I would just have guys hitting bombs. Uh, I would have Jim Tomei and John Carlos Stanton on my lap. A lot of first <laughs> he would name drop a, a better DH. team than he would draft, just just saying that's guys it. out loud before it's I would have Jim Tomei playing shortstop. Ground ball to short. Tomei doesn't quite get there. It gets through. <laughs> his range isn't what it used to be. <laughs> Tomei's been struggling with his range. <laughs> but um, listen, it's baseball time. Yankees, I can't wait. Uh, I think you guys feel the same way. Yeah, um, can't wait. Give it about three weeks and we're going to be miserable. It's going to be like Yankees lost four to yeah, eight. I'm not, I'm not feeling to too, I'm not feeling too you good about what? this one, Jimmy. I, you know what? You know what's funny? I, I'm, you know, me, who's more negative than me? I actually true. think the Yankees are going to be good. <laughs> Why? I think, I think they'll be all right. To me, it's the biggest thing is Garrett Cole. Uh, if he could uh, get, you know, the sticky stuff, he hasn't pitched well since. But I'm, um, I don't know. I think the Yankees are going to be good. I don't know why I feel that way. I, I just, just think do. that the pitching depth is a real big issue. Yeah, that's a real big issue. The lineup is going to be fine as it always is. But uh, you know, man, when you when yeah, you can't it's, string it's together, it's a good division. I just think I just think the Yankees are going to be able to hang in that division. I just do. I um, think that there's a chance, and I'm I hate to say this, but I think there's a chance the Yankees could finish fourth in that division. I, I, that listen, would be. In, I don't oh, think it's going to oh. happen, but there's a chance. There's some. Well, the, the Orioles, Red Sox. No. no I, the Red Sox, the Rays, and the Blue Jays are really good teams. I would say that the Red Sox and the Rays, you know, anything could happen with both of those teams. Blue Jays, I think, are the clear front runner in the in the East right I, now. I, yeah, you could say that that the Blue Jays certainly on paper look like they're the best. But you know what? You forget. Wait a minute. First of all, the Yankees made the playoffs last year, and there were times last. No, year. they didn't. That wasn't the playoffs. Well, well either well, way, let's yes, regardless. Regardless of how you want to slice it, but the, the Blue the Jays. The bottom line is, the bottom blind. line is, the Yankees had the same struggles, and I think they picked up a couple of players that are going to help them. To me, it's real simple: you got to keep Stanton on the field and Judge on the field. If Stanton and Judge are on the field, the Yankees played very well in the last three months of the season because they had the two best players in the league, Judge and Stanton, and that was that. And I think uh, hopefully Stanton will be signed as, any second. As now. much as I like Nestor Cortez, if he's their second best starting pitcher this year, there's a major issue for the Yankees. I, listen, I get it. Every team has flaws though. They do. Um, I thought the Red Sox overplayed their, their hand last year. So they, they could slip down and play in shitty. Uh, everybody thinks the Orioles did well in their off season, but everybody calm down, have a marshmallow. And then you got the blue Jays. <laughs> they're just good. There's nothing you could do. Um, and the double raise, they have that huge budget, eleven dollars, um, and they somehow every. I, that to me, I don't, I would, I don't understand. I think in all of sports in the last ten years, I think one of the bigger stories is the the Rays are they 
seem like they're always good. And they, they sign, like, everybody looks like they're nine years old on the field, and they all have beards, and everybody's partying in the dugout, and they're up 9-1 to one against the Yankees in the fourth inning. I, 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 it's amazing what that organization does. And then the Yankees bring in a guy that they pay $300 million to, and they're like, you're not allowed to have a beard. <laughs> like, here, we're going to pay you $300 million, but you have to do exactly what we say with your facial Listen, hair. I, I, was, I used to Sorry. love that rule. But I'm starting since the Red Sox and Rays are always bitch slapping them. I'm like, you know what? You know what I'm afraid though. The the Yankees will look like the Smith brother cough drops that they allowed them. There'll be beards. That, that's a look, very funny joke. Look, Go they, look that up. It, it <laughs> is funny, but there there's things that you could do that would alleviate. Your father's this, laughing this. at that. Dave and Chris, your dads are laughing. I just compared the Smith brother cough drops to the beard rule. I I will send anybody a dollar if they think how funny that is. Um, but. Uh, <laughs> But yes, you're right. They should maybe get rid of that. But I think you know what? You know what? I say screw that. I give you 300 million, and you can't shave. If I told Dave, listen, uh, Chop Sports just got bought out by Barstool, but you got to shave your beard. All my beards. But here's the thing, too. Um, when you're in that position, I understand it. But when you're if you're getting offered 300 million from the Yankees. You're probably getting offered 300 million from the Dodgers or another team as well, and they're like, "Yo, you, yeah, you could keep your beard." So it's like, if that's yeah, a determining you know factor, okay. The players run the world now, so can't we cling to one thing they don't have? You, you got yeah. Shave. So let's cling to that one. Let's cling to that yes. one thing. I think that's that there's it. other things that we could cling to. That's and you gotta remember when the Yankees are winning, it makes the beard people look stupid. Everybody, I'm sure like most of your listeners agree with you. Not maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe some old school Yankee fans, but um, anyway, the other thing, NCAA tournament. I only got to watch the last ten minutes. Um, I was uh, we held the show till the Villanova game ended. They were like, "Jimmy, we want to start the show." I'm like, "There's three minutes left to go in the game. Let let people at least watch the end, even though the game was a kind of a blowout there." Um, uh, Kansas, listen, Kansas is a, a big time program. They're a big dog. Uh, it seems like they haven't played a really a, a perfect game yet. And I wonder if they can do it against North Carolina because North Carolina is playing some of the best basketball that I've seen a team play in the last few years in the NCAA tournament. They are just, they were very average in January. I thought Rutgers was better than them. Rutgers probably was better than them at one point. But man, the last month, month and a half, North Carolina has just been a beast. They're starting five playing great, um, well-coached, just they, – Yeah, they Hubert go Davis is there. proving his worth, definitely. Yep. And also, listen, I was able to watch while I was BSing with people. You know, there were so many big shots in the last two minutes. Exciting. Duke hits a three. North Carolina hits a three. Duke hits a three. But, of course, North Carolina – Duke missed that one free throw. That's it. That changed the whole game at the end there, I think. Um, but, hey, look, uh, Duke is really good. Krzyzewski, you know, I know it's been overblown, but like his his stats as a coach are pretty funny. I mean, bye bye. I mean, uh, but his stats as a like, I think he's made like the Sweet Sixteen like seventy four times. He's been to the Final Four like twice. Like this guy, and he's and pretty much scandal free for the most part. Even though they're just they have people able to. Duke is really good at making sure their players get paid and no one gets caught. Where if Rutgers, I would buy a guy a hot dog at Rutgers and he'd be out for the year. Um, but you got to give it a shout out to Shashevsky. He's, he's awesome coach. But Hubert Davis got it going on. And uh, 
North Carolina, Kansas. I am going to pick. Um, I'm going to go with UNC. I think they're hot. And uh, although Bill Self is a bad, another badass coach, yeah. these are two powerhouses. Kansas looked amazing, <laughs> but they ain't going to shoot like that again. That's the plan. I, I'm I'm sure that UNC is not banking on or is banking on them not shooting like 60 percent from the field. Kansas I didn't wonder, miss. I think if Kansas goes up by seven, eight, or nine, uh, I think they'll win. I think Bill Self is a uh, he, he, listen. Uber Davis has done a great job. But in January, people wanted him fired, where Bill Self has been doing this for a thousand years. So, uh, but I think UNC is going to win. They just got it going on, uh, um, and they got like five guys coming in next year who are awesome. So, uh, I, that's it. That's my pick. UNC in a close game. Hope it's a good game. Couple of things. Uh, my Knicks. I just now I'm annoyed because I think Obi Toppin stinks, and all, all he does is go. Thibodeau finally lets him play, and he's scoring twenty points a game. Um, but they're out of the playoffs. Uh, they, they, they got salary cap issues. I, I don't know. The whole thing is a mess. Randall's not playing. They want to get rid of again. The Knicks stuff. So I didn't want to. Knicks get team. They just can't seem to get it right. They play like shit when everyone's trying to win. And then when all the teams that aren't playoff teams start to realize that and they start tanking, the Knicks are like, no, we're going to keep a winning culture. Right. It's like, no. But listen, the tank. Knicks have been tanking. Besides last year, the Knicks have tanked for 20 years. So we're very good. Like, we, we're, we're the. I actually think we're the prime organization. So if you're a team in the NBA and you need to tank the last two weeks to get a better draft pick, I think you should contact the Knicks and say, hey, guys, we need a better draft. Like, what should we do? And the Knicks should say, oh, come in. We'll, we'll get you on Zoom. We'll tell you exactly how to do this. We're very good at it. And, of course, every time we pick the draft, we win four games and we pick ninth. So, um, But the Knicks are a mess. That annoys my soul. And uh, the only interesting thing is that the, the Nets are – you know, I have a chance to be in a double play-in game, which would be fun for me, for Durant and company. Um, and, of course, the Lakers stink, which is my next topic here. Um, the Lakers, man, uh, they you know, they just they stink. They're not in the playoffs right now. It looks like they're really not. What do they have to go, 4-0? and And the other team has to go 1-4 and at this point? They've yeah. closed up shop. It's a, it's it's a wrap. It's not looking great. LeBron, yeah. I don't even think LeBron's going to play anymore. Listen. You know what I don't like about either? Um, LeBron James and Jordan are always going to be in a discussion. You know, who's one versus two? And LeBron's scoring 50 points a game. He's an old guy and all that. But you know what I hate? And he was another great player. Like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Like, like, dude, you know what? Like, you, you, you haven't played. And uh, you're the greatest. You know, you're the greatest. You know, you scored a lot of points. And Kareem, you know, Lou Alcindor, you're a legend. You're, you're a legend, okay? You're up there. And, like, no matter what you say, you're going to sound like a jerk off. You know what I mean? Like you don't hear Lawrence Taylor talking about the great players in the league now. Cause he knows he just said, shut up. You know what I mean? And and I'm not saying what Kareem said was right or wrong. He's saying how to act like you. And listen, LeBron James for the most part, his whole career never really got in trouble. He had a couple of things with the flopping and doing stuff, but like that's minor league action. Never really, Really, he, he, he produces movies. He's not a bad guy. Team players like him, um, and, and he's a very good player. Went to the finals thirty years in a row. And hey, Kareem, shut up. Um, you know, uh, and and that's going to lead us to the Laker TV show on, uh, on on HBO. I can't get enough of this show. Um, I don't know what the truth is on it. I don't know what's fake. Um, but man, uh, you could tell the the way they portray Kareem. 
of being like this out of touch guy with the current players and how magic kind of brought them together. Um, I don't know how true all that is. Well, I mean, um, just judging by the way he's talking right now, it seems like it might be in lockstep true. Kareem, right. I don't think was the greatest teammate. I have no idea because I wasn't alive but, but, in that but time. They but they made it look like are you yeah, caught up? Did you watch it last night? Yeah, I'm not I'm not caught up. Okay. I did not watch last night, but I, Ooh, I think I'm I three episodes three episodes in. So yeah, careful. Um after, after I, I Kareem, watched the episode, I had to Google something. I, I don't think shocked. Kareem is being portrayed any other way than he's always been portrayed. I think they're just going in lockstep with what people have always thought. Yeah, and I, well, I, there's definitely heightened, um, uh, you know. But yeah, I, I, like, I just, this is a very, and I love the fact that I've said this on the air. They keep on talking about how there's a plug at the beginning that says, this is based on not really, like they let you know, because you know what? It's fun. Not everything has to be the real gritty drama. It's kind of fun to like, you know what? We're going to base it on a few books that have come out and then we're going to have some fun. Yeah. And they I, do I the same thing with, with um, Narcos. It's another Netflix show. Right. I mean like the Spencer Haywood stuff. Oh, you didn't see this episode, but I'm not going to give you any reveals, but there's some stuff with Spencer Haywood. And you wonder like, is that really true? You know, but I, I think it's a campy show. I love how they break the fourth wall. Um, certainly, uh, Riley as Dr. Buss, Jerry Buss, is wonderful to watch. It's almost like I'm going to be pissed when the show's over because I want to, I'd love to have a season three or four where we just get to follow him around. Um, but I'm sure they're going to take it all the way up to, you know, he's no longer a Laker. You know, he dies, I guess. But he, he, he's a, I want him to have his own show. You know what I mean? It's that fun to watch. So uh, I wonder, I wonder, the they're only going to do this. Could you imagine they just did this all the way through the magic era where like, that kind of ended with the AIDS thing. And then they brought in the new era of Kobe and Shaq and they just kept I the Jerry bus thing going. You know what? That I, wouldn't be bad. Kobe. That's there. There's now, definite how legs long there. It, well, they, they're introducing the door. Plus I think there's a lot of, first of all, the show writes itself in terms of you got Jerry bus is eventually going to die. Right. In real life. And then yeah, they still daughter, have 30 his, years. They have 30 right. years from the, where they're at in the show as and of his, but magic his daughter, getting AIDS. His daughter is very much a big part of this. And then you got to remember uh, uh, his daughter dating. Um, um, uh, so who's Phil playing Jackson. Kobe? Who's and playing Kobe and who's Jack playing Shaq? Because they're doing that. Yeah, you know, They're definitely going to do it. I have to do that. Because then you could bring in, you could do the little Phil Jackson with Jeannie Buss and Jordan. And then yeah, the like Kobe Phil Shaq. Jackson marries Jeannie Buss. Yeah, I mean, uh, no, they didn't get married. I think they were just together for a little like, well, They dated for way, 10 years. I mean, yeah. 15 years. And then you could lead into Kobe, and then you could lead, of course, into, uh, you know, uh, at the LeBron. end. With, uh, LeBron. <laughs> and uh, that guy. And uh, I, I just think, I guess the show could go on. But you know what? I'm not so sure. Listen, the show's going to make money, and you just extend it. But maybe maybe it shouldn't do that, because it'll end up jumping the shark. You know? I don't know. We'll see. Like, if they take it all the way up to Kobe in the helicopter crash, I don't know if that would work. But Maybe. Well, maybe they take show. it the up to show. maybe they take it up to not that point. Maybe they take it up to when Jerry Bus dies. Well, yeah, maybe. I, I, listen, bottom line is, I even think someone listen. The great thing about it, nobody knows who Spencer Haywood is, but everybody knows who Magic Johnson is, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, the Lakers, Showtime, Pat Riley, all of that. Even like my mother would know that. Uh, so. 
the show works on that level. You do not have to be an NBA historian. Also, to, um, to enjoy the show. they really make Jerry West look like a jerk off in this show. I would imagine that there's yep. one person in real life that's not happy about the way this show is going. It but, has to be Jerry but West. If you notice, every player, a lot of characters, though, that they don't make them look bad. They do come around on them a little bit. So let's see where it goes. Um, but yeah, now I, I think publicly the Lakers were against the show. Am I right? I don't and it's know. It's not I'm produced not sure. by Jerry West, LeBron. Nobody from the Lakers produced this show. So it's not like yeah, I mean, uh, so King yeah, Richard. Been... King Richard was produced by the Williams sisters. So there you go. Um, and I don't care what you say. You're never going to go warts and all when it's your family member. But uh, it, it's a fun show. I just love it. Uh, plus, it's about, I think it might be the best sports. Uh, it's going to sound stupid now, but, you know, a lot of these sports movies. And, and TV shows, but this is this is fun, man. This is almost like that show, The League, meets yeah. one of those sport you, movies. You get you know? the luxury. You get the luxury though when you're doing a show of not having to cram everything and still make it work. Right. You know, it would it would be hard to put this in a two and a half hour movie because it get run on a little bit. You know, you get four hours. And some people five hate hour, the fact. Long. Some people hate the fact that you they're skirting the truth. Um, you know they're moving, but I don't mind it. For, uh, for some reason on this show, I don't mind it at all. Works. Look, they, if we're watching a documentary, works. then it's no no good. You know, when right. you're watching it, if like if they're doing the last dance and they were they were putting fake things in there, then it, it wouldn't work. The Michael Jordan thing. You know, this isn't right. supposed to be that. It's supposed to be for entertainment value. As Can you imagine well as if they did. Imagine. You know what? So funny, and be, be surprised. Hollywood's funny. Money talks. Bullshit walks. Somebody's probably saying, "Let's do the same thing with the Bulls." But I don't think Jordan Jordan would have a hissy fit because they would have to show all those things that that awful documentary didn't show. Um, that Chicago Bulls thing didn't show the warts and all. Listen, um, that was that was a the the last dance was great. Whether you have opinion on it, I or liked not, it. I shouldn't say I hate it was it, such a good. Oh come on! It just lets you know. I think if anything, it painted Jordan in a bad light in someone's eyes, and it just lent to the fact of yeah, he's the goat because he was such a douchebag. But like, I will you know, take Showtime, Showtime, and the points any day of the week on that one. Um, but the other show I'm watching now uh, is the show called Succession on HBO. I mean on. Uh, uh, on demand now with HBO show, HBO Max. Dude, I can't get enough of this show. Did you watch any? Have you ever watched that one? My whole no. my whole family has watched it except me. So I gotta, I gotta uh, catch up. It's good, man. It's good right off the bat. Excellent. Uh, to me, it's just as good as Yellowstone. Um, this is about like a power struggle, family. right, of some sort. Yeah, of, of a big firm, a big yeah, multi conglomerate okay. company, and he kind of hints that he's gonna. He needs a successor, you know, someone to take over, and his kids. And are it's all like assholes. it's the kids and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, but it's good stuff. Totally worth it. Uh, I'm on my second season, so um, totally worth it on that. So that being said, um, uh, I think that's pretty much our show. I had a big weekend. Comedy went well, and um, I hope to uh, get more gigs out of it. And thank you. Big shout out to the APAC. Have an performing arts center, and I also love the fact that I don't have to have posts anymore um, about the show and get rid of that. Um, although I have to let Until people the know about the. Well, I have to see if anybody. I gave out a lot of flyers. A lot of people didn't know about the show. Um, I don't know how I did. I do promote this show, but hopefully I'll get some more downloads this week. I know my website 
got a lot of hits over the last three weeks. So I'll see if I could turn that into uh, additional listeners here. But I don't know. You know, some people like watching comedy, but they're not into podcasts, you know. Um, a lot of people over 40. Are, I, my buddy John Maddie from Colonia, big Raider fan. I think you guys know him. He's, he's, my, he's uh, my Pop Warner football I, coach, John Maddie, for years. Right. We, we talked. He, he actually said that he, uh, he well, I don't know. He said he was very helpful with your dad one evening. I don't know how true that oh, is. Oh, yeah, yeah. He also um, rode his uh, car through my backyard and right. tore the grass he, up. He pretty much said he, you know, he was a. He knew he loved your dad, and your dad wasn't feeling well one night. He made sure your dad got taken to the hospital quicker and stuff like that. But oh, I thought um, you were talking about like he, my dad got in trouble for weed or something. No, John no, got no, him no, off. No, no. <laughs> that, 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 that's that, more likely the story listen, too. The Adam tabloid covered that very heavily. But uh, <laughs> again, see, see, Dave, I did it again. I just made a joke for right, more look, people. <laughs> so, and uh, John no, he, is a uh, great but, friend of the family. But you yeah. love this because he was like, "What is this chop?" sports thing and i'm like what's chris gucci he's like yeah i know but what is it i was like get your phone out and so i went up and i i, I made him uh log on to my show first of course and then i made him go on the chop sports hit that. he's like now what do i do i said every day i was like you're a raider fan these guys you're a big football fan these guys cover football as good as anybody you're gonna love this and they do talk about the raiders all the time so you're gonna love it so we i know i picked up one fan for both of us so hey <laughs> well shout out to john Maddie. john Maddie. Yeah, good guy. And I've known him for a hundred. He lived around the corner from me and his wife's school and all that. So uh, uh, it was very funny. But anyway, so that's it. Big weekend. Thanks for all your help, Dave. Thanks for the camera. Absolutely. I got to call up Pete now and I got to pay him money. So I'll lose my shirt on the show as usual. <laughs> <laughs> I have to get him to do the same thing he did with the Carteret show, getting involved. And uh, that's it. That's my time. Uh, and I will see you next week with a very special guest, <laughs> which is going to be Chris, Chris DiStefano. He doesn't do what I got to send some guys that, you know, but, uh, who knows? Maybe we'll have, uh, uh we'll have Jeannie bus. All right, guys. Peace. Where have you come from? Where have you gone? How long has it been, honey? Since you've been home. Has it been a long trip? Has it been many stops along the way? I got a little tip now, baby. It's getting harder to stay. But welcome to California, baby. We take all kinds. It's quite a mix. Makes for an interesting time. <laughs> <laughs> was that so that's it now a word from our sponsor yeah and then you go to some live read now right